During our interview, Laura quotes Hal Elrod from his book, The Miracle Morning. Hal said, Remember this truth. Now matters more than any other time in your life because it's what you're doing today that is determining who you're becoming, and who you're becoming will always determine the quality and direction of your life. Welcome to episode number 89 of Sidetrack Legacies. Today, I'm talking with Laura Lee. She's the founder of the podcast Joyfully Raising Grands and the Grand Family Nation membership. Through these avenues, Laura is committed to helping others who are looking for community, resources, and support in the journey of raising a grandchild. She also has the Joy-Filled Subscription Box for busy women who know the importance of self-care. Each box focuses on making women feel special and helping them find joy. In our conversation, we hear about her journey to becoming a grand parent and the challenges, beauty, and blessings that the experience holds. We get into the importance of gratitude in life and while raising children. She also shares how, in serving others, we experience the most joy. Laura is creating a legacy of spreading, living, embodying a joy-filled life. Welcome. This is the Sidetracked Legacies Podcast, and I'm your host, Lisa Hoffman. Do you have ideas and thoughts that you'd like to share with your children or grandchildren? Have you learned some life lessons that might help others? If you answered yes to either of these questions, you need to get it down on paper. The world needs your stories, values, wisdom. We call this legacy work. The Sidetrack sisters have been getting together to write for years, and the topic that we most enjoy writing about is ourselves, who we are, what we've done, and what we believe. Now, we want to extend the invitation for others to join us. So, grab a notebook, journal, or laptop, and listen in while the Sidetrack sisters share thoughts and tips on how to uncover, communicate, and preserve your stories. So one more quick thing before we dive into today's episode. Please rate and review the Sidetrack Legacies podcast because it will help others find us. And also, be sure to subscribe or follow us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to be notified whenever we have a new episode. And now, here we go. Hey, Laura. Hey, Lisa, how are you? Don't you just love that intro? It's like, how do you say hello to somebody that you've been talking to for the last five minutes? <laughs> just like that. <laughs> just like that. Exactly. So Laura, I'm so glad to have you um, on the podcast today. This is, I've been having so much fun um, getting to know you and learning about you and being your friend. Why don't you start out by kind of telling us who you are and what you do? Well, thank you. Thank you for that. I also am enjoying our friendship and love what you're doing. So I'm super happy to be a part of it. Well, I am Laura Lee and I like to introduce myself in local groups by saying I bring joy to the world. And I do that in a variety of ways. And I think we're going to talk a little bit about those, but the gist of it is that I am raising my nine-year-old granddaughter. Oh my gosh, she just had a birthday. She's 10. I can't say that anymore. My 10-year-old <laughs> granddaughter. And we are um we are having 
we're having a lot of fun. We are learning some wonderful lessons and we are, um, I don't want to say that we're living our best life, but we are doing pretty well together. And I love to share our experiences and things that we've learned with others to help them be better humans and live great lives too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you have a couple of things that you're doing. So um, one of the, the things that you're putting out into the world is a podcast called Joyfully Ra Raising Grants. So you got it. Yeah. And, that. you know, it's I, I think that when I left my corporate position almost a year ago now, I had no idea what I wanted to do. There are sort of two categories. One is I certainly need to you know, finance our lives. <laughs> and the other is that I had some really heartfelt things that I just wanted to get out into the world. And so Lily and I have been together for quite a few years. And when I sort of was thrown into this category of grandparents raising grandchild, I really couldn't find positive, helpful, and joyful resources. Mm -hmm. And so as a result of that, I sort of have become that resource. And so when I left the corporate world, this podcast, again, wasn't something that I planned, but it became a really good avenue for us to share our story with the world. Mm -hmm. Have you always listened to podcasts? I have not. In fact, prior to producing a podcast, I don't know that I ever listened to podcasts. Seriously? Um, huh. Seriously. It's, this is a, a relatively new thing. I can tell you today, I have a whole list on my playlist of podcasts that I listen to, yours included, that I listen to on a regular basis. So I spend I, I spend a fair amount of time every week, um, probably multitasking, but listening to uh, podcasts. And I just find it just a really incredible way to be connected, to learn and to, for myself, to uh, be a better contributor to the world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so when you say you're contributing to the, the world with your podcast, you're, you're joyfully raising grants. So you're specifically reaching out to other grandparents who are raising their grandchildren. What are the topics that you talk about on your show? We are pretty varied and I'll back up just a little bit to say, I, I find, um, I find the data pretty interesting to look at because I do have two really, really separate groups of followers and listeners to the podcast, which I think is a really wonderful thing. So on one hand, yes, there is the um, the grandparent who is raising a grandchild or two and or more, mm -hmm. and really is just looking for that connection and for um you know, ways to, to do the best job at, at the task that they've been given. And then on the other side that I have um, just a, a big group of women that as a rule, listen, because the reality is whether you are trying to be a better human, a better person, or a better parent slash grandparent raising children, mm -hmm. um, it's just a, a wonderful place to find resource. So we have two different and distinct types of podcasts. Uh, the first one are, I don't even know what to call them, like a, a, a snapshot in the life of Laura and Lily. And <laughs> I have often said, uh, these are single episodes, most often just me, although Lily has joined for a few. I have often said that Lily is just such a beautiful connection to source. She has been with God much more recently than I have. And very often she will just say things that are straight from the soul and are really um, impactful. 
by example, one of our early episodes, uh, many of the early episodes were single episodes and sort of telling our story. And one of those is entitled Cheese. And <laughs> this oh, tell, story, us. May- tell us that one. That's a beautiful story. <laughs> you may have heard me talk about it before, um, but out of the blue, Lily says, you know, and by the way, she enjoys cheese. So it was <laughs> a good story. And she, she said, you know, from the outside to the outside world, we look like this beautiful, perfect piece of prevalent cheese. And she does in fact, like prevalent cheese. <laughs> She said, but really we're more like Swiss cheese because our lives are full of holes. They're full of holes and and emptiness that we can't change. We can't fix. We can't do anything about it. And statements like that coming from a then, you know, eight or nine year old are just really profound. um, If taken, you know, outside the chuckle that you get when you hear them. And so um, very often those are the single episodes, things that have just sparked um, a little deeper reflection when Lily says them or when we have a conversation about them. I would say more recent episodes tend to lean along the lines of inviting what I'll call expert guests into our world so that we can learn from folks who have been through things, people who can provide, you know, just things that we can take into our days, into our minutes, into our hours, into our lives to be better people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, one of the reasons I was drawn to your show after meeting you and, and listening to it, being a, not a grandparent, but a, a person who um, I adopted my daughter at the age of 45. And mm-hmm. so she's 20, or she's 20, yeah, no, she acts like she's 20 something. She's 13, <laughs> or she turns 13 this month. You know, so that makes me 57. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm in that grandparent category for so many people. So, but the main thing that, that differs from me and a grandparent raising a grandchild is really mindset. You know, it's what I'm going into full force, you know, with expectation that this is exactly what I wanted. And where grandparents are often um, in that situation because of some trauma. Um, For sure. something that was unforeseen and they're thrown yeah. into it um, unexpectedly. Yes. And frankly, that's what I didn't want to live in. So when I was in those early stages and looking for this research, see this resource all day long, I can find really unhappy, miserable grandparents who are just living in this really ugly, and I'll call it a place of grief because the reality is what we've all been through some traumatic event, right? Which has led us to the place that we're living, taking care of our grandchildren. And, you know, there's, there's not an easy, there's not an easy road to that, you know? So we didn't wake up one morning and decide this was going to be the case. However, if we choose to live in that grief, it is not only so detrimental to ourselves, but this is what we're putting these kids through as well, because we're sharing that energy and that Mm -hmm. um, is just not what our intentions were at any step. There's nowhere along the way that we said, I think that I'm going to take these kids in and live just this really ugly being so that I can share that with them. Mm -hmm. So again, that, that was really the draw for me was to be a place of joy, a place of just really living in the joy of the moment. And it's so possible with 
very often just minor changes in the way one thinks or behaves or actions that are taken throughout the day. Well, and the other thing that I, I think that's so wonderful about your show is, okay, how should I put this? So often when I'm looking at perhaps the Facebook feed of people who are leave, um, perhaps retiring and they're like, somebody will say, you know, what are you planning on doing now? And the response will be, oh, I'm just going to take care of grandbabies. One of the things that I've been so inspired with your podcast is that you not only are joyfully raising your granddaughter, but you're also leading a vibrant, exciting, um, contributing life. And um, that's something that when, when somebody says, oh, I'm just going to raise my grandbabies, I'm just going to love them. And I was like, yes. And <laughs> I just feel like there's Yes, that is so important. And we just feel so drawn to that. And we don't want anything bad to happen to these, these beautiful souls. And we want to yes. just, you know, love them up. And I, I, I love what you're doing too, is you're taking that and you're saying, people, this is great. And it was that, that was that conscious on your part? 100%. So I, I would say that in life, I probably lean towards that person regardless, <laughs> but, but when and I don't you... mean to put that person down, I'm you know, like, no, I no, said, no, it's, it's all good. My it's perspective. Good. So I would think that, um, for me, at least there was a conscious leaning towards, yes, there's that grief period, yeah. but let's get through it and determine how we want to live life. And if I had chosen this path from the get-go, what would this look like? Right, and right. so I want to be the best, um, <laughs> grandma, Mimi, mom is what my grandkids all call me. It's a different <laughs> name for everybody, uh, but I want to be that, I want to be that plus that. And, and so I choose to live yep. out, you know, happy habits. We develop, you know, things. Mm -hmm. And I've talked about some of these on my podcast, just happy things that we do throughout, um, you know, very often for the new year, we pick out um, like for 20, uh, I'll say 2020 because it's easier, but we've done it for a number of years. So for 2020, we picked out 20 things that we wanted to do 20 times oh. throughout the year. Mm -hmm. We make a giant poster board. And these are, some things are super easy to walk through, you know, hugs and kisses and I love yous. And some things get a little more complex. You know, we're going to re read 20 books. Are we <laughs> going to do, you know, 20 hours of community service? 20. So, and we make this giant poster together. And so I think that that is common commonality, common goals. And it also gives common good to the world because we are adding things onto this poster that we're committing to do. And they're all wonderful and they're all good. And they all help, all help make Lily and me a better person. So that's a super easy thing that we do most every year. So you know, to cut just kind of a, a being a part of the group called Sidetrack Sisters, we're very good at getting sidetracked. One thing that I think <laughs> I would really like you to to Are you going robot? <laughs> for just a second is you mentioned with Lily and your other grandkids. I don't know that that Correct. that's something that you talk about a lot, but you know, why don't you talk about how you kind of balance those worlds? And um, yeah, so I have uh, I have three grandchildren from my bio kids and other grandchildren from foster kids that have very much been family for years. And so it is really important to me that my other grandchildren don't feel like I'm prioritizing Lily in a way that makes them feel less than. Yeah. And so I often will do um, just one-on-one -on -one days and the kids know that they have this opportunity and it's really fun. So like this past year, um, I'll tell you, so I have 
Um, Riley is my oldest grandchild and she is, um, we took a day. We literally, we went shopping for most of the morning and our goal was just, she had never created a dream board or a, um, anything like that. So we went shopping and spent way too much time and way too much money. (laughs) We came and we came home for the rest of the day and we ordered in and we essentially crafted for, I mean, our day was probably eight or 10 hours, just focused on a dream board for Riley. And she had, you know, things that are meaningful to her. She's a cheerleader and she's getting ready to go into junior high. And so um, definitely different than what, you know, it would have been if I had she and Lily both or, so it was just a really fun, a really good experience. Um, My grandson, Austin, on the other hand, he and Lily are just a couple of months apart in age. And when we did his event, he actually wanted to take Lily with him. So I ended up with a day with the two of them and we went to a fun park and it was, you know, (laughs) so it's, it's different for each, but I really want to make sure that I'm balancing. I also incorporate happy habits there. One of the things that I do every single year for each of the grandkids is right before they start school, generally the week before is that I trace their hands. And so ultimately, and they get to pick their color paper, usually their favorite color of the year. And I've done it for all the kids, all three of them. Um, The goal is that when they get to graduation, that I'll have something really cool and artsy done with all of the hands. And I've got a poem to go with it. So just really fun, happy habits, happy things, Uh, you know, traditions and customs for families are things that very often in split families or in families that have gone through trauma, these are things that often get dropped. And Mm -hmm. I don't want Lillian or my, my other grandkids for that matter to go without any of those things, just because they happen to have been born into a world where things aren't necessarily perfect from day one. Beautiful. Yeah. And that's, that is the, the definition of legacy, those traditions, those customs, those things that we want to live on in our children's hearts and our family, our communities, um, memories of us when, when we're no longer around. And it sounds to me like that's what you're, you're not only doing, but you're also encouraging and leading other people to do as well, not just live in the moment and get caught up in, in the, the grind of the day and of the, you know, being in this situation that you didn't perhaps expect for yourself, but really Really looking at it as a blessing and yeah. you know what can I do with this situation to make it the best it can be not only for for this child or children but for for us as a family too yeah for sure so we started this joy journey with the podcast mm-hmm. and we have um wonderful audience there who very often reach out and um, are we're in contact so it's nice to make those connections and a couple of things stemmed from that. Uh, we, in December of last year, we launched a, what I, what we call joy filled. And we were initially thinking that this monthly subscription box would be sort of a grandparent date night type of thing. I may eventually get there, but turns out no one wanted that. But what they did was the women wanted a box that was, you know, a self-care, self-love, self-motivation, um, sort of a, a box that they could, um, have an experience of, being cared for because very often, as we know, busy women are taking care of everyone else and not necessarily doing the things that we would um, hope to do for ourselves. So I curate and create the joy filled monthly subscription box. Mm -hmm. And it is, you know, made specifically for busy women, most often with families. And again, just that are not taking time for themselves. Oh, and self-care. I mean, 
we've actually, as Sidetrack Sisters, written about self-care and how we all have such different opinions about it. But in our culture, I believe it's one of those things that we, we just poo-poo and you know, we do as minimal self-care as possible. And that's something that just really doesn't serve us because when we are drained dry, we don't have the, the energy, the bandwidth to, to put out into the world anything. So, you know, it's really serving not only ourselves to um, be doing that kind of self-love, but it's serving the next part, you know, our families and and the circle goes wider when we take care of ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And tell me some of the, you, I know that some of your, your boxes all have different themes. What have been some of your themes thus far? (laughs) They do. Um, And, you know, it's funny, I try to plan out, I'll often have up to six months ahead planned out and then something will strike me and I'll say, oh, we should do that instead. Let's do that one instead. (laughs) So um, very often I will come across a quote or a, even one item that could easily go into the box, or perhaps it's something that I have created. Um, Then, you know, that sort of sets the theme for the, for the box. So this past month was a beachy box. It was a a lot of fun (laughs) putting together. And they, I, I really, my hope is that each box, you know, lands on the recipient's doorstep. And it really is just a moment of peace to take a few minutes for yourself and enjoy the experience is meant to be just that. So there's a playlist that goes with every, every theme. So every box has a playlist and QR codes to click and and engage with that right from the moment you get the box. And there is, you know, a QR code for a, to leave a review and then a QR code to join our community. We have just a Mm -hmm. small Facebook, Facebook community of those who receive the boxes. And that's a, just a fun place to engage with those folks too. So Mm -hmm. this past month, Beachy Box had a beach blanket in it. There, is um, some glitter powder that you use to take sand off your, off your skin. uh, If you've never used it, it's really cool because you know how, when you get off the beach and you're trying to just get cleaned up a little and (laughs) nothing takes it off, including that shower at the end of the beach. Well, the other thing that I like is with that, that glitter power, it makes you look at the end of the day, like you've been to the beach, even if you haven't been to the beach. I know it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. So (laughs) on the top of your shoulders. (laughs) Yeah. Each of, each of the boxes has a, um, just a piece of art that has a quote or a saying on it again, just meant to sit around that, you know, will remind you for the month um, to, to spend some time thinking about yourself and caring for yourself. So where'd you get the idea for that? Is that something that, um, that you, are you, have you always been good at self-care and taking care of yourself or? No, I would say that much of what I have done over the past year and starting new businesses and new things, these are God brief. These are not things that <laughs> Laura has created, although I enjoy them really. It's just an interesting, yeah, I, I don't know that I would have said, oh, I think that, you know, I'm just going to leave my corporate position <laughs> and come home. This is what we're going to do. Although, you know, I do think that the last couple of years we've lived through have made a lot of people think differently about what life looks like day to day. And I'm just happy to be on the journey. There is a, um, there's a quote and I had, this quote was in, in the book, I'm trying to remember the author's name, um, Hal Elrod. And Ah. it was the miracle morning. I love Mm -hmm. that book. I think there's a lot of truth in setting up a practice of that sorts. But one of the quotes or the thoughts in that book is how talks about the someday mindset is that we are all trapped in and we live in right this um, someday mindset. And he says that it is the highest cause 
of mediocrity. 95% of us live in this place, right? This someday mindset. And um, he, this is his quote. He says, I have it on my wall. Now matters more than any other time in your life, because it's what you're doing today that is determining who you are becoming and what, who you're becoming will always determine the quality and the direction of your life. Mm. So he says, make the commitment to serve you and yours. And I think that these things that we do, these mm. things that we throw out into the, into the universe are things that serve the, the things that stick are the things that serve others best. And mm. so when these things just come through, that's, I, that's how I look at them. You know, we talked, we've talked about the podcast. We talked about the monthly subscription box. A couple other things have been born there with this joy focus. And yes. I think I will say that I think initially I, I was having this trouble, like just sort of umbrella-ing all of these things together and because they're random, they're miscellaneous, right? But they're really not because every single thing we do is just about bringing joy to the world. So we talked about this couple. I also have a membership. It's a grand family membership and it's a pretty inexpensive monthly membership where grand families can come together. We have um, events throughout there. Um, all of my podcast guests uh, leave what we call joy gems and we drop them into that group for conversation. It's just a way to connect, to have some accountability and to uh, connect with others who are doing the same thing. I have done a, um, I've done a, a class, uh, still up for sale, find it on the website, you know, <laughs> finding joy in less than joyful circumstances. Mm-hmm. And I have said, I am the least likely person to uh, be teaching about joy. However, let me tell you, I was abused as a child. No one believed me. I was um, sexually abused as a teenager. I lived through a very long marriage with infidelity. I have raised a daughter who was an addict. And currently in my situation, right, I am raising my 10-year-old granddaughter. And many folks would take these things and say, wow, let's just throw in the towel and be done with it. But I can tell you that joy is not something that you choose. It's not even something that is determined by things that happen to you. You are born with joy. It is yours to have. It was planted there by our maker. And if you look for it and put things into your life that remind you of that joy every single day, then these, this, this is how we become better. So the course is out there too. Um, I have a book that's in process, really hope to have it done by the end of the year. It is, it is a, (laughs) Mm -hmm. this, I feel like this is my thorn, right? Like I must get it done. I've got (laughs) to tell us about the book. That's so exciting. I, I don't know much about this. So details, (laughs) give us a little sneak peek. I, I think that the start of it, really, this book is um, will serve grand families as well. In all honesty, I think that the the jump start of it was super easy because of the podcast. I was able to convert many of my episodes, my stories, our story is there, and then to support that, I have all these wonderful wonderful guests who have been on the show that actually address some of the things that we were challenged with in the early days. And so I think it's a really great pairing for someone to understand the story of a family who's experienced all of these things, and then to get some support and some really concrete things that they can use to help themselves in those situations too. So I do hope that the book will be out um, by the end of the year. That's the goal. Great. Have you got a working title for the book? (laughs) Yes. The working title for the book is Raising Lily, My Joyful Journey. Okay. And are you um, planning on self-publishing that or are you looking to go with a a publisher? 
You know, that's a great question. I, I will, I think at this point, I will probably self-publish um, there. I, I don't really want, I want the story to be authentic and real. Mm-hmm. And if I, if I choose to publish with someone else, there's a high likelihood that either the format or the words or the stories or the content would be in some way manipulated in a way that I don't know if I would like that. Mm. So I, at this point, I'm sort of feeling that I'll self-publish. We'll see. We'll see mm. if that plays out differently. But for now, that's what I'm leaning towards. Gotcha. Yeah. That's so exciting because um, that's something that, uh, you know, direction that, you know, I do interview a number of people both in the past and who are slated to be on the podcast in the future who are memoirists who have written stories of their lives and you know, some have, have self-published and some have actually gone to a publisher and you know it, it's a, it's an exciting journey so that's something that you know you've got a, a, a very interesting story and it, it seems like you know we, we look at these our problems in life like they are so singularly ours and they're so unique to us but when we start putting our stories out into the world we suddenly discover there's a whole community of people that gravitate towards us. And because we're speaking a truth that people aren't putting out into the world. And when we do, people go, me too, me too. Yeah. And we just draw people to us when we're open like that. Exactly. And I think the more authentic, just like you said, the more authentic we are, the more that others are drawn to that people, people, I think we are beyond the day when people want to hear a good story. Yeah. They are, we're more into the time when we want to connect and we want to understand and we want to improve. And with what you're doing, you're enabling that connection because people don't want to connect with um, happy, happy, joy, joy. Now, I mean, I'm saying that in a negative way. They want to understand that there is joy possible, even in situations that appear to be, you know, leading away from joy. And that's what you're doing. You're saying, hey, I've been through hard times, but joy isn't something that I've earned or I've struggled to attain. It's something that I have and something that that is available to you too. Yeah, absolutely. And so what does, what does Lily think of all this? Do you have her, her perspective on, on, you know, are you, are you being effective in the, in the legacy that you're providing for her? Does she, (laughs) does she recognize, you know, what you're doing and how vital she is in, in terms of your life journey and what you're putting out in the world? I think that that's a great question. I think that Lily is a really special and really unique young Maria. She's, she's so smart. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if she realizes the impact. Like, I mean, she is only 10 years old. So, I mean, she's just a, a, a sweet young thing. So, Correct. I mean, <laughs> legacies aren't necessarily meant for, for children, but they're meant for, I mean, our, our children, adults, grandchildren, I mean, going, yes. going down the line. And um, so you're, you're building legacy. It's not that you've left a legacy at this point. Correct. Correct. And I think too, she definitely has, she understands what we're doing. Mm -hmm. She is very involved. You know, like I said, she's done a couple of podcasts. Whenever I do a single podcast, Mm -hmm. Lillian always approves that. And I have, you know, one of the things that's really interesting about kind of these dual audiences, I I feel like in many ways, this is just time being taken care of. And what's interesting is I've always said that if we ever get to a point that Lillian is no longer interested in sharing our story in this way, Mm -hmm. then we'll be done because that's the reality is this is our story. Yeah. 
and we are we're walking this this journey together. So again, what's really cool about this dual <laughs> listening group is that I could very easily switch to like a parenting or a you know model for women to build self confidence, um, self love, self care along those lines, and it wouldn't it wouldn't be you know, it wouldn't be a super hard change one way or the other. So does Lily realize what we're doing for others? No, probably not yet, but I think that she will. And one of the things that I love, especially about the podcast um, and this book as well, is that Lily will always know that she's loved. And even mm-hmm. after I'm long gone, she could go back to listen to any episode that she wanted and hear it right from me, how much she was loved and cared for and wanted. And, you know, just what a beautiful blessing that this journey has been for me as well. Um, So in your podcast specifically, what would you say that, what, I mean, you talk about leading, having joy filled um, experiences with the grandchildren and Mm -hmm. through different activities and mindsets that you can have for, um, for them. What, what, what would you say would be the, what, where do you start where let's say you're a grandparent and you've just discovered, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that aren't blindsided. You usually have a situation. I mean, there are tragic events, of course, but in your situation, there was a path, I guess your daughter was going down that, that mm-hmm. led you to um, raising your grandchild. Mm-hmm. What, what would you say, you know, where do grandparents start and where are you hoping to bring them? Where, what's the, what's the journey like? Yeah, here's, here's um, full disclosure. I think that my biggest challenge in this area, and I think it's age appropriate for sure. My biggest challenge is patience, mm-hmm. is learning to be patient. I feel like the older I get, the less patient I am. And I want really? things instantaneously. And I want, you know, I don't want to kind of allow this learning curve. Like I expect my 10 year old mini to get it and do it. <laughs> That's, you know, just not the way it works. Again, full disclosure, my biggest challenge in all of this. And Lily knows that, and we pray about it. We talk about it. I apologize when I am, you know, when I recognize post, you know, blow up or whatever that I have, <laughs> that I'm out of line. I would just encourage patience and slow down. Like it's, it's going to be okay. We do a lot of little things, a lot of little things that ultimately make a difference over the long haul. Mm -hmm. Um, just simple, silly little things. Uh, we sing, you are my sunshine every night before bed. (laughs) And I remind Lily that she is, Mm -hmm. and don't forget it. (laughs) Even when I'm angry or even when you've made mistakes, We keep a gratitude journal. She and I both plug Mm. things into the journals. Uh, We have a gratitude jar where we put little notes in the jar. And then um, every, however often when the jar gets full or when we decide to, we pull it out and share each other's notes, Mm -hmm. which is really fun and really cool. And it's just, you know, a really wonderful way to appreciate the world that we have. We have got so much to be grateful for. And recognizing that is, is half the battle. Mm-hmm. I will also share with you, you had mentioned my daughter and her mm-hmm. journey through addiction. Mm-hmm. So she is currently incarcerated and she will be, Lily is going to be with me for, for the long haul. And we speak with her often. Uh, we video visit and we just um, over the last few months actually did the first in-person visit in almost three years. So it was, it was a, um, you know, a challenge for us. So I, I, I will say this. My daughter, Lacey, is in a better place now than I have ever seen her to be. Mm. She is probably alive because she's incarcerated, because she was 
most definitely on a journey to death through the addiction. Um, There's no doubt about it in my mind. Today, she is more caring, more faith-filled, she's more clean, obviously, um, than I have ever known her to be. Mm-hmm. I will, I'm going to share something with you. Let me read it to you. Yeah, so yeah. Our, um, I know that no matter what we do or where we go, we are um, so well prayed over because she is so faith filled. So we have sort of a messaging, mm-hmm. um, sort of a messaging venue that we can write back and forth to each other. Mm-hmm. And so this past weekend, Lillian was in a musical. She yeah. actually got one of three um, leads. It was a small music. She had music camp for a week. And then on Saturday after camp for the week, they did, um, they had their musical presentation. She was Esther, which I, if you're familiar with the story, just so stinking appropriate for this beautiful young lady to have the, the part of Esther. So on Saturday, this is the note that I received from Lacey and Lily's bio dad, Trevor, Trevor uh, passed away. It's been three years. So he's no longer with us, also a victim of addiction. So this is what I got from Lacey and it is a letter to Trevor. She said, she has your eyes and ears. She is so smart and she speaks just like you. She's opinionated and sassy. Her emotions flow so deeply and you always hear them in her voice. I'm still thankful that she has my nose. (laughs) I can't even remember why I was grateful that she got my silly toes. She's the lead in her musical performance today. I know you're there watching over and calming her as she gets ready. The older I get, the less I really know. But of this I am certain, the most precious, most beautiful thing we ever did together was create our Lillian Lee. That is beautiful. Wow. And so I think that, you know, our stories are bumpy. Oh. They're, they're just, they're bumpy. They're bumpy. Yes. And what, what do we expect out of life? I mean, yeah. I mean, that is, that is beautiful. That, that's beauty. So oh. if all of this has taken us um, oh. to get to a place that this type of letter and this type of legacy is what yes. this type of love it's what's left for Lillian. Yeah. Then all of this was worth it. Right. Yeah. Oh, Laura. <laughs> I don't know how many podcasts you cry on, but I don't cry often. <laughs> oh, thank you. For, thank you for sharing that. That was absolutely amazing. That I, I don't even know what to say. So thank you. That was, that was I'm so appreciative. Mm. So, okay. <sighs> How do you segue from that? <laughs> Come on. What are you sorry to be here? <laughs> okay. So, okay. Where were we? Um, yeah, I mean, that really is just amazing. So what's something that you said before that um, you, you were talking about you know, someday and having that someday mindset, how, you know, putting things off into the future and just really focusing on today is something that you acquired from when you were talking about the Miracle Morning and Hal Elrod. Mm -hmm. And I've read that book. And so the Miracle Morning concept is something that it sounds so easy and, and, but it's, and it's so profound in its effects 
But for some reason, it can be really, really difficult for so many people to implement. Are there particular <laughs> cons, parts of that? I mean, there are like seven um, aspects that he wants you to implement in your, your routine every morning um, to have a miracle morning. Are there, are there any of those components that you do consistently? Oh my gosh, Lisa, I wish I could tell you, oh, I'm amazing at this. I do so well. <laughs> Yeah, right. Um, a little reality check here. <laughs> Not so much. Um, but I will say this. When I, I, I feel like I get in the routine, I do really well for a while and then I'll start to slack off or set, you'll get busy and you'll say, oh my gosh, I'm going to do that later or whatever it is. And, you know, then you're like, oh, no, it's been five days and I've got to jump back in. Mm -hmm. I will say this. My days are so much better when I take the time for those things in the morning. And I feel like I have so much more time in my day when I actually spend time. Now, there are some parts of it that I'm much better at than others. Lily and I do this thing at home. We call it good morning, God morning. And so the idea is that if we don't start our day with God, like we know what's going to happen, <laughs> things are going to fall apart. So she and I both try to put some time for Bible. I don't care if it's Bible reading, meditation, prayer, whatever you want it to be, just that connection. And we both have uh, journals and devotions and things that we can use to kind of support that good morning, God morning. And I think that it's almost easier when we're in the routine, the work school routine. Yes. <laughs> but in summer times, we're, we're bad slackers for sure. So I definitely think that is a huge part of it. I also think that I, I'm sort of a list person. I like to kind of, I, I like to see in front of me, like all the ridiculousness that I've really got to do. Yep. <laughs> and although I might feel a little bad about the length of the list, like at least I feel good when as I'm checking things off. So I do like looking at the bigger picture and seeing goals and then, you know, supporting pillars or supporting things. And for me in this time of life right now, I, I feel mm -hmm. like, I'm very much in flux. I've got some things that are really important and I'm trying not to say no. Like, I just feel like in this crazy time we're living in that what will come to me is what, what is meant to be here will come to me. And I don't want to say no and miss something that God really intended for great things here in Laura and Lily world. <laughs> so I'm trying not to. So definitely that part of the miracle morning, I, I am exercise is a terrible spot for me. Sometimes I'm super, super good at it. And other times I am just falling off the planet that I, I don't know where, where that <laughs> habit went to. So I think it's really important to have routine and so much of what Hal talks about in that book are just uh, they're, they're absolutely amazing, amazing ways to start, you start your day. So I wish I could say it was perfect. I'm not, but they're really great things to do. I encourage <laughs> everybody to do them. <laughs> well, I think perhaps if there's one thing out of that, I mean, there's an acronym that he uses savers, the different, you know, things that you need to do every, every morning. Mm -hmm. But I think the one thing that if you don't do anything else, it's that gratitude component that he mm -hmm. says is the one thing if you don't do anything else, it's that thing that is really the linchpin, the cornerstone of everything else. And, you know, it sounds like you have got a, um, a couple of systems in place that help you and Lily to really tune in to that and yes. um, start your day in a place of gratitude. Yeah, for sure. Beautiful. For sure. And we, like I said, we've got so much to be grateful for mm. so much. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
I mean, right now, Lily is upstairs in the house. Um, she created a zip line for Barbies. Apparently, ah! there's a waiting list for that. When I when I came down to get on the front <laughs> on the meeting with you, um, yeah, there was a waiting list of Barbies to get in the zip line. And so our I can only are, imagine are, what that may, it's what we one time a couple summers ago we did a marble run through our house, and. Oh, nice. um, that was fun. But I, as I said, through the house, you know, it was like, and that lasted for a few days and, um, yeah, it kind of throws the whole HGTV aspect of your home into cahoots. So, yes. you know, Barbie zipline sounds like that same category. <laughs> oh, very fun. Let me tell you about one fun thing that we did this summer. So this yes. is the first summer that we have not done. Um, we have not done daycare because pr- prior to this, at least for a portion of the summer, I was working, whether I was working from home or in the office, I was working and I just couldn't just, I'm, I work mostly from home. And so I just couldn't just, I'm like, really? Like we can do this. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the first summer that Lily's been home and um we we have been so busy like just doing so and she has too like just being so many fun things so this summer we decided to do a sunflower house I don't know if I mentioned this in our group or not and so we planned well first I'll say we got COVID so we were sick and we delayed like all of our garden stuff and so it was like a month late going in I'm like oh my gosh we're still doing we're putting it all out we have two things we have the sunflower house we have our garden well, three really. And then we have a community garden too, yeah. that we planted for walkers and kids and whatnot, which that's kind of Lily's thing out there. <laughs> um, but the sunflower house. So we started, we planted it all as starts coming up and the sunflowers were probably, I don't even know, six, between six inches and 12 inches tall. They were getting a good start. And then we got slugs. No. So, oh yes. Oh, oh yes. So, so I, I was like, something is eating. So we got the pellets, right. You have to put pellets out. So the slugs stuff ate. So we got, I spent money. We did all that. And the slugs still ate our sunflowers. So we replanted and they started coming up again. And I'm like, dad, when it, something is eating our <laughs> something sunflowers. Is like there's oh, holes no. in the leaves. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is happening? So this has started out to be such a cute idea. Like we're, oh my gosh. Right. So, so it turns <laughs> out that was beetles. So I had that, then we, then there were other insects. So I got like another round of whatever we replanted to fill in the holes. We still have some that are super tall with like holes or whatever. And, um, don't, you know, we get all that stuff in replanted. And if we pull in the driveway one day, and I look over and it's fenced on both sides, like meant so that she could walk in. So yeah. the fencing and that it's like the row of sunflowers inside, outside fencing, right? To keep. So I look over and the birds are literally down in the thing. And I forget what kind of birds it is, but they're ridiculous and they love sunflowers and they literally eat them in their entirety and leave the stems <laughs> like <laughs> So we did one more trip to the hardware store. I was like, this is ridiculous. So at this point, the entire thing is like netted, right? This is ground. Like we planted all the seeds. The sunflowers are are at the top of the netting now. So I have to make a decision. Like if we're going to open them up, I feel like we've got like $150 invested in this sunflower house. And now just so you know, Lily still goes in there and sits because it still is really, really cool. But these are the types of fun things that we try. And this is a fail. Like this is a big red letter fail for fun things. For this this it definitely shows your, your stick to itiveness, your tenacity. It's like, no, you are not going to win. This is my goal. And it doesn't matter how many detours or roadblocks you come to, you are oh simply gosh. moving on. Hey, when I was a kid, it was like, if we didn't have a, 
a um, playhouse. I, I used to use the dog house as our little you know, clubhouse. It's like, awesome. hey, you know, it's still kind of fun in here. You know, it's got a knit over the top. You've got good light, ventilation, you got the leaves. Okay. So <laughs> she's still yeah. making memories in, in even in the, in the progress, in the process of the house making. Uh, well, let me, let me tell you this. And this is kind of funny because she helps like every aspect of the garden. We have our big garden. We have the sunflower garden. We have the community garden. Yes. And we even have two other spaces and they're not like full gardens, but they have like all the viney things are in one place. Cause it's yeah. just easy to put them there. And I mean, it's a lot of work and we water, 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 you know, <laughs> she mm-hmm. said to me like last week, I think one day and we were out there and she's like, you know, I don't really like gardening. I do it because you like it. <laughs> <laughs> said, but you will enjoy snacking. Right. She's like, yeah, I like that part. <laughs> so tell me more, tell more about the community garden. What was your, okay. We've heard about your flower um, house. Tell about the, the garden that you have for you, the walkers. That is so, yeah, so we have, I mean, we live in a, in a, um, a neighborhood and we have a significant number of walkers and kids in the neighborhood that are you know, riding their bikes on the street and whatnot. And, um, so we just thought it would be really cool to do a, um, community garden. So Lily chose all the items that would go in that front garden, just snackable things that ke- people could walk in. And so because we're so late getting started, like we finally now are starting to get produce, but it's really cool. We have a, a lot of it is like, uh, we had snap peas and, um, of course, tomatoes, like smaller you know, cherry tomatoes, uh, the yellow pear tomatoes, just the smaller ones we've got. Um, small cucumbers. We also did cucumelons. Have you ever grown a cucumelon? This is Never a new heard of a cucumelon. I need, to, I need to Google because there are like hundreds growing on this bush, but I need to Google to find out how, and it's viney. So it's just grown. It's crazy. Do you have to and put so, it on some kind of trellis or some kind of support? Well, we did, I did. I tried it because we don't, we didn't take a big footprint. And by the way, I've never had a garden in my front yard before either, which is kind of a crazy thing, but that's what we did because we wanted people to be able just to stop by and grab a snack and off you go. Yeah. So um, we've got sugar cubes are probably the only thing in there that's really not like, you know, snackable in the moment, but they're small too. And we thought that'd be fun. So yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the snack garden. So, so to explain what a cucumelon is though. What is that? Well, I don't, I don't know. It looks like it sort of looks on the outside, like a watermelon. And I think when we were shopping for um, seeds and plants and stuff, there was a plant and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Let's, let's try that. So we have no idea what they taste like yet. And I need to Google to find out how big they're supposed to, like, how big is it when it's done? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because like I said, there are hundreds growing on this viney thing. That's just grown all up into the trellis and yeah. Very cool. Yeah, okay. So I will, I will look that up too. Garden. That is learn something new every day. A cucumelon is something that is out of my zone of genius. So yes. that sounds like something yes. that I, I need to find out about. <laughs> We're all learning. We're all learning. And oh, wonderful. So yeah, isn't that an important part of, of living life happy, right? Oh. Finding joy is learning new things and just yeah. doing instead of, you know, I think that we have talked about in my household, we've talked about fear and fear mm. is really just, it's, it's so not from God. It's so not who we're intended to be. And if, if you could just set that on the shelf a while and, you know, just kind of let it be over there, I, you know, it's there to protect you. We're, we're really not though. in kind of caveman times anymore. We're good. So <laughs> the shelf is probably a good place to good place to start when exactly. you are looking to find some joy and just, just do some things, just do some fun things. 
Oh, wonderful. So we have to kind of wrap things up here, Laura. I'm wondering, what are your final thoughts? What do you want to leave with people, um, whether it's about, I mean, I know your, your over umbrella theme is living a joy-filled life. What are your, your thoughts that you want to leave with people today? Um, words of wisdom. I wish I, I, I wish I had like just incredible wisdom. Um, I've got me. <laughs> so, you know, I think that kind of where I was just talking is probably a good place to start to just really put the fear on the shelf and find ways to bring out the joy that is already there. As, as a grandparent raising a grandchild, these children are amazing individuals and they deserve every single thing that life can, can give them. And what they have today is you, that, that grandparent or that foster parent or that adoptive parent. And I would just encourage you to dig deep to find it because there are not a whole lot of things that you can leave in the world to leave a legacy. There's nothing more important than the generations that follow you. Laura, where can people find you? Tell us, tell us all the, you've got a number of different things. Where can they most easily get more of you? Well, there's probably twofold. So my primary website is Laura Lee LLC. It's Laura L-A-U-R-A Lee is L-E-I-G-H LLC.com. And everything connects there. The store where you can find joy filled and a number of other makers items, as well as a brand new t-shirt club that is going to launch next month. There is myjoyfilled.com. The easiest place to get to the store is there. And everything else falls under the Laura LLC. So it's super easy to find us and what we're up to there. Awesome. Oh, Laura, this has been so touching and sweet and profound. You've been so giving and open and raw. <laughs> Thank you Sorry. so much. <laughs> I, I just, it, it's, it's beautiful what you're doing in the world, what you're putting out, what you're creating, you know, the joy that you are just exuding and, you know, calling everybody else too is so needed today that um, thank you for what you're doing and for sharing that with, with me and, and our audience today. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having us. It's been a pleasure as always. Okay. Thank you. We'll talk to you later. All right. Take care. And before we call it a wrap, I just want to say that I would absolutely love to hear from you. If you have any questions about what we talked about today or any other topics that you would like to see addressed on the podcast, just go to the Sidetrack Sisters page or the Sidetrack Legacies group on Facebook. We would love to engage with you and grow together on this legacy journey. Don't forget, if you like what you heard, please, please be sure to leave a review for us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. And also, be sure to subscribe or follow us to be notified of new episodes. So, that about does it. Thank you so much for listening today. Our goal for this podcast is to inspire you to look at your own life, tap into the memories, find the wisdom, and write it down as a legacy for your loved ones. Until next time, take care. <laughs>